podcast of First Presbyterian Church in Haddonfield, New Jersey. This episode is a sermon by Reverend Marvin Lindsay titled Hide and Seek. It was preached on Christmas Eve, 2022. When I was a kid, I loved to play hide and seek. We had a big backyard and there were lots of trees and lots of shrubs that you could hide behind. And also because it was so big, uh, it was a long way to run back to home base. So it had a lot of challenges both for the hiders and for the seekers. Now, when our cousins would come to play with us, they insisted that we play a variation of the game called No Bears Out Tonight. Anybody ever played No Bears Out Tonight? So you'd have half, half of us would be bears and we would go off and hide in the night and then the other half would come out and they would, we would be wandering around singing the song, no bears out tonight, my father killed them all last night. And it's, it's just a song. I've, I'm, I'm opposed to bear eradication. I, they're a magnificent beast, they're an apex predator, they need to be managed and, you know, all that. It's just a song. But anyway, we would go out and the bears would jump out and then we'd have to run back to home base before, you know, we got tagged. But I think the best version of this game is played by our youth group here. Um, do we have any grog players in the house tonight? Anywhere? There's a grog player. So, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it, someone is the grog and they go off and hide in a dimly lit area and then you have to go find pieces of a flashlight that have been disassembled and you have to put it back together and then you shine the light on the grog, disabling the grog, but you got you have to do all this without getting tagged by the grog, right? Because if you get tagged by the grog, what happens? Then you're what? Oh, you're frozen. Okay, so you don't want to get frozen. So I haven't played that yet, but that's on my to-do list for 2023. Now, 2027? Okay. All right. Uh, Kids in virtually every culture and nation around the globe play some version of hide-and-seek. It's not always called what you would translate the words hide-and-seek into into other languages, but the game is almost universally played. Now, hear me out. My theory is that the game is almost universally played because the creator of the universe likes to play hide-and-seek. God plays hide-and-seek. Long before Jesus was born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger, the prophet Isaiah, the one who foretold the, the king that was coming, said, You are God who hides himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. The Savior that is born to us in Bethlehem comes to us in hidden and silent places and ways that we would not expect and we would not be looking for. Normally, if we're looking for salvation, we're looking for some kind of power, some kind of strength, some kind of competence, some kind of intelligence, some kind of charisma. We might be looking for the shrewdest and wiliest general in the top brass, if it's that kind of salvation we need. We might be looking for a medical center where there are clinical trials that are highly favorable for our particular illness. We might be looking for the trial lawyer with the best reputation at the courthouse, or we might be looking for the SAT tutor 
who has more success than anyone else in the school district. That's what we look for when we look for salvation. Power, success, strength, intelligence. Salvation shows up, however, in a baby laid in a manger. The hay is this baby's incubator. We would not have gone looking for salvation here. If we had gone looking for salvation in something that happened 2,000 years ago, we probably would have gone to the palace of Caesar Augustus, the one who set this census into motion and set all of these events in motion, which resulted in this baby being born homeless and in a stable and in a manger. But as for the child itself, whose parents are peasants and laborers, living in a backwater province on the edge of a vast empire, desperately in need of shelter, that's probably not where we would have turned to look for salvation. And the God who saves us continues to tiptoe through human existence as if the God that saves us is moving from one shrub to another in the darkness of the night in some kind of game of hide-and-seek. He grows up He's not particularly known for being for his piety. He has friends that are, you know, looked down upon. He flouts some of the most important moral customs and traditions of his day. He's accused of blasphemy by the religious leaders, and he is sentenced to death for sedition by the political leaders. And he's put to death in a cruel but by no means unusual way. He's put to death on a cross. He's made a public spectacle of. Would we have looked for salvation from someone born in such humble circumstances and someone who left this world in such humiliating circumstances? Probably not. And yet, salvation is there. Robert Fennell, a Canadian theologian who's written on the hiddenness of God, reminds his readers that just because God is often hidden from our appearance and from our vision doesn't mean that God is absent from us. In fact, the good news of Christmas is that when God seems farthest from us, that's often when God is closest to us. When we are like the Christ child that we see in the manger, when we are in moments of great desperation, of great need, when we are at our most vulnerable that is when God lies closest at hand with saving power. When it seems to us that all is lost, and we trust that nevertheless the victory belongs to God, that is saving faith. That is the salvation that has touched us and transformed us. The shepherds had a sign, and you know we look for signs when uh, situations are desperate. The shepherds were given a sign, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And the wise men were given a sign, a star that led them to Bethlehem, led them to lay their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh before the Christ child. These are signs that are not given to us in this day and age. But if we are in moments of desperation and extreme need, and we trust that despite all appearances to the contrary, God has drawn near to us with the power to save us, 
then we have made our own pilgrimage to Bethlehem. And we have seen for ourselves that God lies close at hand with power to save us. Why does God like to play hide and seek so much? I think one reason why God hides from us is to make space simply for us to exist, to live and move and have our being in God. You know, we are small, rather frail creatures. We don't know a lot. We may know a few things, but the mysteries of this community are, you know, largely a mystery to us. How could the mystery of God, who brought this vast universe into being, be made known to us? God has to conceal God's own self from us, lest we are blinded and destroyed in the process. As Frederick Beekner, the Presbyterian minister and spiritual writer, puts it, without destroying me in the process, how could God reveal himself in such a way as to leave no room for doubt? If there were no room for doubt, there would be no room for me. So God remains hidden so that we can live. And God is among us in hidden and strange and surprising ways in a humble child and in a man humiliated on a cross in order to humble us. For though we are small and frail creatures, we often think that the world revolves around us. We're often a little more confident in our power and our strength and our abilities than is warranted. And yet when we look in the manger, and we see the Son of God lying there looking back at us, we're reminded that even at the pinnacle of our success, we are not far from moments of extreme need and extreme vulnerability. God becomes humble and lowly in the Christ child so that we might be humbled and so that we might be lifted up not puffed up in confidence in ourselves, but lifted up in praise of the one who gives us all good gifts and who is bringing this world and this universe to a good and faithful conclusion. And that's the mystery of the God who hides from us. The God who hides from us is also the God who seeks us out and finds us in the dark, curved in and turned in ourselves, and releases us so that we can live for the praise of God's glory and for the love of our fellow human beings. Finally, however, we just have to say that why God turns up in a baby in a manger in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago is really a mystery. Why is God there looking back at us in this baby's eyes? Reasons. God's God reasons. And those reasons will always remain a bit mysterious to us. And so the mystery of this night is not something that we explain or dissect. It's something that we, like the shepherds, announce to the world around us. And it's something like Mary, we ponder and treasure in our hearts. We sit with it for a while. And then we get up and we move on our way. And so in scripture and in song tonight, we are sitting with this deep mystery that salvation has come to us in the most humble of circumstances and in the most humble of human beings. And in a few moments, we'll rise and we'll go our way, Lord, we'll the presence tomorrow. And in a few days, we'll say goodbye to this year 
I want to say hello to another year. And we don't know what the next year is going to bring us. We don't know if it's going to bring us successes or failures. We don't know if it's going to bring us sickness or good health. We don't know if it's going to bring us wealth or poverty. It's a mystery. But we walk into this mystery without fear. Because having been humbled by the one who humbled himself for our sakes, we know that the good things that may be coming to us in the future are gifts. Gifts that are meant to be shared. And if the future holds for us adversity, then we know that in moments of adversity is when God is closest at hand and God's saving power will be made manifest in our lives. In the name of the one who is and who was and who is to come. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page. Grace and peace be with you.